welcome to episode 128 of Divided by Worlds, a rare treat one week between episodes. Mm-hmm. How exciting. <laughs> we, uh, it's weird. Last summer, I feel like I was outside more during the summer because summer where I am in Florida is like winter or other places. This summer, mm-hmm. not so much. It's just really hot and gross and it's yeah, been raining like a yeah. ton. Yeah. Um, so I made the mistake yesterday. So typically, my routine has been for this this summer, uh, since I got the riding mower, is I like to ride, uh, I like to cut the grass on Friday. And what I do is I typically, about 6, between 5.36, I put my earbuds in and I go get on the on the John Deere there. Mm-hmm. And I just, I do the parts that I can get with the riding mower on Friday evening. And that way, I just have, you know, the stuff that I have to hit with the weed eater or the, the push mower knock that shit out, you know, early Saturday and I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, for whatever reason this week, I just, I just didn't do the riding mower part Friday. I decided to do it all Saturday. Oh, I got out there at about 11 o'clock and for the next five hours, <laughs> yikes, I yeah. cut grass and I pretty sure I nearly had some sort of a heart and like cardiac <laughs> incident due to me. <laughs> Yeah. One point with the push mower, I had to just stop and go stand in the shade with my hands on my hips. Yeah. I look like a, I look like a lineman in the fourth quarter. I'm just standing, <laughs> so I can, like shaking my head. No, no. <laughs> so I won't be doing that again. Needless to say. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, we um. So we uh did this uh this Bali X class. It's basically like a dance exercise class, but it's all to Bollywood music and we did it um a few weeks ago. Maybe it was a month ago. Uh we did it again this um this morning. And even though it was like the temperature was, was lower and there was a breeze, like I was just dying. Uh mm. just absolutely dying. Um and so uh, you know uh I did not do nearly as good of a job um, as as I did uh, the last time. Uh, I'm a much harder time kind of following along and everything. Um, but, I mean, we, we kind of dodged a bullet with Fred, um, although Fred right. might be coming more kind of your way. I think I don't know if it'll be quite heading up that way, but um, but still it's just been like raining and gray and kind of miserable um, all, all week. So... Uh, you know, and it it sucks because it's like you know you work all day, and and while while you're working, you know it's uh, it's beautiful, and then you stop working, and you're like, oh, I'm gonna go for a walk or go in the pool, and then it uh, starts raining. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, I know I felt the same thing like here lately. It seems like. It's it's typically a spring thing, but this year it waited till summer. But like I'm like this is like Florida because every yeah. day at about three three thirty, yeah, the fuck like doom just rolls up, and yep. I'm just like shit, <laughs> and then it's gone, and then it's just hot as fuck, and it feels like Swamp Thing's asshole outside. Exactly, that's that's a, that's an accurate description. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, one hundred percent. Um. Okay, so we have a few, uh, as always, uh, we have a couple movies uh, to talk about. These are um, both of these movies are, I guess, out f- in some way, shape, or form as a premiere this weekend. So this this first movie um, is actually out on DVD if you wanted to get the first few parts, but it had its um, kind of digital on-demand uh, premiere uh, on Friday, uh, and as we are getting close into the Halloween season, you know. We always enjoy a good uh, anthology, and that is uh, 10.31, so 10-31, Part 2, uh, mm-hmm. which is a horror anthology. Um, unlike like a trick-or-treat or, or um, kind of like a VHS, there's no real like wraparound um, to these. Uh, it's basically, there's Malvolia, Queen of Screams, uh, who's kind of like your your Dollar Tree Elvira, I guess for lack of a better word, who uh, basically just kind of introduces and then you know does the exit. But uh, other than that, they are um, you know just a bunch of I- kind of independent 
uh, horror stories. Uh, they have the fake trailers, which is always a blast. Um, they were the, great. Too, the truck squatch, uh, yep. for example, uh, was uh, was fantastic. Um, yeah. But um, you know, you've got uh, Brett. DeJager is a director, Max Groa, who did Apache Hatchet Massacre 2. Um, you know, he was the, that Apache Hatchet Mac Massacre 2 is like a, one of the, I can't remember if that's a trailer or if that's no, an actual. Unfortunately, that was a short, but it yeah, was probably that, the weakest one in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there, there's um, eight directors. Uh, yeah. Uh, in uh, in total, uh, th- you know, uh, a bunch of them for trailers, and then and then the different segments, um, and then uh, you know, th- as far as like an an independent, this is not like a four people and one location. It was pretty, you know, good production values for not yeah. being, you know, a quote unquote um, mainstream um, film, but. Um, you know, I you, you have way more experience with kind of the independent, not just the independent horror scene, but also like anthology. So, like, where would you put this one for you? Um, it, I, I really liked it. Um, it. It felt what it felt like to me was a bunch of like really good short films mm-hmm. that they just kind of cut into a feature sort yeah. of uh, with you know with the horror host, like you said uh, at the start of it. Um, I would say <clears throat> I think that it's not quite as slick as something like VHS like you talked about. Yeah. But I feel like it's better than All Hallows' Eve. Oh, um, God, man, I haven't seen that one forever. Yeah, uh, and I liked the first one a good bit. Like it, it, I watched it, and as soon as it was uh, over, I ran to Walmart and bought it because uh-huh. I knew they had the DVD on on, all, on the first one. Uh, the second one's terrible, but if you just, I'm just trying to think of where kind of the, this type of thing, I would probably put it somewhere between All Hallows Eve and and VHS as mm-hmm. far as quality. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I- good, Tales of Halloween. That's a good one to kind of, uh, if you remember that one. That's the one that had the. Um, Oh, uh, the Mike Mendez did the one with the little with the Jason character and the mm-hmm. little weird okay. alien thing that did trick or treat and uh, yep. um, the pumpkins. Yep. From um, the guy. Well, shit, I'm blanking on his name. <laughs> I love him, Neil Marshall. Yeah, Neil yeah, Marshall, yeah. The the killer pumpkins and stuff like that. Yeah. I probably put it somewhere in that because some of those aren't really strong. Right. But that are I really like, and I kind of got that from this too. Yeah, yeah, like I think there was like you know kind of the opening uh short and I don't remember the names of them all because they didn't always like kind of give in in the title card. Uh but like the opening you know film where the you know this young woman is like babysitting this kid and her boyfriend comes over. You know, it kind of goes to this like all a whole bunch of different places like it goes that, to the, yeah, you know that to, one was there was a lot to unpack in the Yeah. <laughs> short movie right? a short right. film or like a segment right like, but it, it kind of goes to you know the, the 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 psycho kid the the monster in the basement you know it, then it seems like you know maybe she's kind of getting away and then it goes to you know satanists and like yeah. all over but 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 managed to do it in a way that that like oddly enough made sense right like yeah. like it wasn't just like this you know, it wasn't like the, you know, kind of the, just like a really shitty evening where it's like, oh God, now Satanist, right? Like, I mean, it was like, you know, the, 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 the kid was, was kind of like hiding the thing in the basement and then, right. but that was also being used by the Satanist. So like, it, it kind of worked, but then, you know, at the same time, there was this very long kind of riff on vampirism, you know, where it's like Uber driver is... Yeah, kind of swallowing in debt, and he picks up this vampire, and it kind of goes into like the vampire is more of like a almost like a consciousness parasite who just kind of like takes over bodies, and it was very talky. Um, Yeah, you know, and then he kind of gets taken over and goes to talk to his girlfriend, and they have to hash out all the relationship problems. Like it just was very like. I can understand what they were trying to do. Like, I think any, any time you're trying to take a spin on vampirism is, you know, works, you know, to varying degrees, but it was so just kind of like 
trying to almost be like this kind of metaphysical, almost like existential yeah. know, discussion of lamparism and stuff. And then when she's just like, well, why didn't you talk to me about it first? And we could work out all our pride. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like the way it ended was great, but yeah, kind of all this That's stuff. Before, before like Dracula spilled the beans and the, like what he was saying before when he was just being weird and creepy, I was yeah. like, oh shit, what are we in for here, right? Because right. he's talking about him and his friends are putting on a play or something yeah. and they're all classic monsters and yeah. we had like a battle royale and he's setting this thing up and I'm like, I'm all in. Yeah. And, and then he's being all creepy and shit and he's like leaning forward in the seat and stuff and I'm like, oh shit. And then, yeah, it just kind of goes off the rails a bit. Right, and, like in a direction I completely didn't expect, and I was like more excited by what he was setting up than I was where it was going. Right, right. Um, you know, and same thing with the that kind of that sister Mary segment. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, there's and that's the thing with something like this. Like, you can have some more straightforward, like the babysitter one, and then you could have ones that are a little more, I guess, oh, yeah. experimental, and it, and it, you know. It, it works as an over as as an overall piece because, you know, I think any time I don't know if I've ever watched an anthology where every single one of them has worked. No, um, me neither. I've also never seen one that I hated all of it. So, exactly. It, yes. You um, know the only the only one I would say I really flat out just did not like, didn't care for in this one was the Apache Hatchet Massacre. <laughs> uh, that one just I don't know, man. It felt sort of racist, and yeah, <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, it, not a lot happened, and yeah. then the things that did happen make a lot of sense. Yeah, so you know, I don't know. I was just like, I actually took notes watching this because I wanted to remember stuff, and like mm-hmm. for for this one, I literally just put probably racist, short and stupid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else really stood that's, out. That's that's uh, you know I know of a lot of uh, congressional Republicans that probably <laughs> fit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, if the Sister Mary one, even that one, like I when I saw the. I don't know if I saw the trailer or I just saw some like stills or something on IMDb. I mm. thought that was gonna be my favorite one. That was just that one ended up being my favorite one to make fun of because it was such a ridiculous premise. Yeah. And, I don't. I couldn't tell if some of the stuff was intentionally supposed to be funny, like the dude's eye rock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, like I kind of feel like it was or. because there was so much of it. Yeah, to to not um, be somewhat, I don't know, in on the joke or in the loop. Right. I guess because it was so fucking funny. I if it if it wasn't intended, I apologize. But man, I laughed my ass off. Yeah, one and I laughed my my favorite one was Overkill. Um, Loved that one, where, where everybody showed up to kill the girl outside the window. That was hilarious. Like, that <laughs> one was, I that mean, was talk so about just, like, a perfect take on, you know, like, the office. It, it felt to me like almost like a like an episode of What We Do in the Shadows, right? Like, mm-hmm. like if, if, if one of the vampires from, from the, the coven there went to go kill someone, and then they, they had to then get in line and like and i mean like that that was great especially like the nurse like the the woman in the dancing like i don't know if you paid i because i did like when they were having you know the the fight argument about who'd get to kill her like her dancing got like more and more just kind of like stupid and ridiculous and like i would have wondered i like i would have loved to have known like kind of like what did they tell her did they say like just start off trying to do that kind of like sexy but then just get more and more ridiculous and beyond like it's not sexy anymore it's just like right. you just any dumb move from the 50s you remember yeah. just throw it all in there <laughs> like, <laughs> but um it like- and and that's happening kind of in the background of a, and like we're outside her window with all these killers who are coming up yeah but like everybody's like Jason's there. Yeah. There's like this, you know, this old, like crazy looking dude with like the rim glasses, accountant looking dude. Fucking. Yeah. He looked like, um, Michael Douglas from, uh, uh yes. That movie where he snaps falling, falling, falling yeah. down. Yeah. 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 And like a clown shows up. The clown. <laughs> He's like, I wore this whole, I got it dressed up for now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 That one was, that one was great. Um, but um, I mean, I think it's it's you know it's you know it like for me, and I know it's stupid, but like I am 
happy and love to watch horror movies all year long. But there's something mm-hmm. about a horror anthology that mm-hmm. just, to me, like it, it, it really gets better the closer you are to Halloween that you watch oh. it. Well, yeah, because they, and we talked about how they're all usually all these different flavors and different things they do, and that's part of what makes it great to watch at this time of year. Because sometimes I want that funny horror thing, and it's just like this time of year that I'm typically not as miserable as I am all year long. Sometimes I want something that's funny. Right. Sometimes I something that scares the shit out of me. Sometimes I want, you know, and so it, it, a lot of times these anthologies encompass all of those emotions and feelings that tend to come up for me this time of year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that it's like, I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what it is for me because, you know, again, I, I, I think there's just something about Halloween that it's, it's for me, I mean, Halloween was never scary. It was always just fun and Mm. it was like fun to be scared. And it was, and it was like, you know, you, you go out at night and it's like, whether you're young and you're trick or treating or you're older as a teenager and you're getting in egg fights and, and, and shaving cream fights. And there was always that, yeah, but still doing some trick or treat, but it was always that mixture of, you know, you might be scared one minute because this is a really fucking terrifying house that you're going to go ring the doorbell, but then you have, you're laughing your ass off, you know, the, the next, you know, the next, you know, minute so and so it just lends it like everything i remember about halloween whether i was a kid or whether i was a teenager or taking my own kids out or dressing up or you know having Mm -hmm. a drink on the driveway and handing out candy like all of those different emotions and feelings usually the anthologies will kind of touch on all of those different things right you know so an anthology and Halloween, to me, they, they just go hand in hand. That's not to say that there aren't, like, you know, I know, same as, I, I know we both watch Haunt every year because it's just a, it's a chef's kiss emoji of a horror movie. You know, yeah. this is fucking perfect. Um, but, you know, like a VHS or a trick or treat or whatever, like, those are the things, uh, or even something like you know maybe something that's more campy, but so it's got that humor, but also the scares and the kills. Like that's what I tend to gravitate more towards, mm-hmm. you know, in Halloween. Whereas like I feel like when it's further away from Halloween, Halloween, it's like I need that fix. I need that. I need that dark and the wicked, just straight yes. heroin yeah. to the veins because it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So, but. Um, so, like we said, this is it. It's been out um, on on disc uh, for a minute. It actually came out in 2019, but but got gotten its uh, uh, video on demand and and streaming, whatever you call it, uh, uh, premiered this past uh, Friday, August 12th. So, uh, you know, I mean, definitely check it out. Whether you, whether you're watching it now or you're going to wait until you know October, you're looking for 31. Uh, days of screams definitely definitely put it in the rotation i think you'll be uh you'll be pleasantly surprised at um the level of quality that's there for something that isn't like what you would consider a, a mainstream release mm-hmm. um okay so this next one uh so fantasia fest uh is currently ongoing uh, i've been reading about a lot of uh movies there that i am kind of taking notes on and being like yep i want to watch that i want to watch like i don't know if you've been following but like agnes i like cannot yep. wait to see yep. agnes yeah <laughs> that's gonna be uh that'll be really interesting to watch but um so this one um we we I, I read just before we started off that it got uh, acquired by Shutter uh, ahead of um, the Fantasia Film Festival, so uh, it'll be um, out on Shutter in twenty twenty two. So that's exciting, and that is um, the last thing Mary saw, written uh, and directed by Eduardo Vitaletti. Um, who I am unfamiliar with his work. Uh, he'd done a short prior to this called uh, God is Busy Somewhere Else. This is his first uh, full-length feature. Um, but it's got some some kind of horror uh, mainstays. So so Isabel Furman, who played the, the titular orphan uh, in the movie Orphan, which, you know, wanted you to believe that it would be um, this crazy twist that this was not in fact a 12 year old girl, but was actually a 20 some odd year old woman. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, Rory Culkin is in it. Um, uh, Stephanie Scott, who was in Insidious 3, um, she was in Girl in the Basement. Um, so she's got some, some kind of horror to her name as well. Um, and then, uh, let's see. So, uh, Judith Roberts, who was in, uh, you're never really here. She was in Eraserhead. She was in Dead Silence. I mean, she's been in, you know, just not, she was in the, uh, Nosferatu, Nos, Nos 4, A2, whatever, uh, the, the TV show, the adaptation of the, um, uh, oh, look by, um, what's his name? Owen, or, uh, Owen Smith or no, um, Owen King. Stephen King's son. Joe Hill. Uh, Joe Hill. Yeah, sorry. I forgot his, his um, like, I forgot Stephen King's, like, one son's a writer, his daughter, his right. wife's a writer, his other son's a writer. I, I forget. But anyway, <laughs> she's been in, like, uh, a ton of shit. Um, yeah. But, um, so the last thing Mary saw is a, um, to me, it was a, a very uh, interesting film. It is mm-hmm. set in um, the 1840s where um, there's this family. They are incredibly religious, very um, uh, kind of uh, sectioned off or cordoned off, whatever you want to say, by their own design from seemingly the rest of the world. Um, and they kind of rule this house in line with just this extremely strict religious code uh to the point where there's a flashback of the guard who's no longer allowed in the house who one day tried to escape their employee and the father uh chased him down and then fucking beat his legs with a crowbar or fireplace mm-hmm. poker to where the guy can barely walk and he's he basically has to uh stand guard so um Come to find out, Mary, the movie starts, and she's in a blindfold, leading you to believe that maybe she can't see anymore. So hence goes the title. Um, And a constable is asking her to recite the Lord's Prayer as men hold guns on her. Um, And she does. And then he's trying to get to the bottom of the death of uh, this kind of matriarch, again, Judith Roberts, um, and find out exactly what happened of the course of um, this, you know, when, 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 uh, and her name is the matriarch in the movie, uh, when the matriarch died. So um, there's kind of a lot to unpack, and I feel like we have to kind of talk about it in a spoiler fashion because otherwise you can't, we can't really get into. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to talk about this movie without giving away plot points at least. Right. Um, so as, as we, we find out, so Mary, who's the, the, you know, the daughter of, um, uh, in, in one of the, one of the kids, um, in this family, um, is having a relationship with, uh, Eleanor, Isabel Furman, who is, is basically like a maid. Um, mm-hmm. and we know that, um, obviously, Aside from just the fact that this is an extremely religious family, probably just the time frame itself would not be one that would lend itself to two young women um, having a relationship. But aside from that, there's also this this book, the small book that they keep kind of referring to, um, almost like uh, biblical stories, but but not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 the one of the the movie is kind of broken down into chapters, and one of um, the the chapters is called um, it's like the old lady of of Barboga or something like that, um, mm-hmm. and come to find out that that's actually what this book is 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 about. It's like a parable, so to speak, in this book. So. Um, what we find out is as as the film goes on is that there's something going on beyond just their religious upbringing the the matriarch has some sort of almost like supernatural powers i guess mm-hmm. um that you know she 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 essentially uh mutes eleanor 
uh, w- w- upon finding out that these two women are having a relationship. Then Rory Culkin shows up in a, in a fantastic role. Uh, mm-hmm. And I mean, the, the imagery, his face is entirely covered except for one eye. And, you know, he's got those very expressive, you know, eyes, like right. kind of bigger, almost, but also heavy lidded at the same time. So like when Rory Culkin, it reminded me of... Um, in uh, caveat, with the corpse had the ha- the the, yeah. the the hat over her face, so that only right. the one eye showed. Um, right. So he shows up as just a, an intruder, and he's kind of delivering poison, but he also, you know, is like kind of wants something in return from Eleanor, and it's all of these kind of different things kind of coming together, um, and ultimately ends in uh mary being blinded mm-hmm. and then being the kind of the sole survivor right. of right. this this time to then tell kind of what happens yeah um but the thing that i found the most interesting about it is that as you're watching this and you are your your mind, I think, kind of immediately goes to, oh, well, it's it's Satan. Yeah. You know, there's some sort of demonic influence going on that mm-hmm. is... Because um, the father at one point says, like, he, he's the one who brought this little book into the family. And, you know, he says, like, he, you know, like, oh, like he wishes he hadn't, he hadn't done it because the girl, like, he saw, I think Mary was reading it or something. And when... And when we see this book, there's like you only ever see like a picture of it, but there are like some pages are torn out. But then, at one point, Mary has to retell the story, and the story is of this noble woman and her servant woman go to the river and are bathing naked and essentially start having sexual relations. And a, and a woman, an old woman, the woman from Barboga, whatever it was, sees them, and they kill her. But then days later, the old woman comes back. She rises from the grave, comes back and, uh, I think kills the, the, the servant girl blinds mm-hmm. the noble woman and then makes a church on the site of the ri- the, the river where these two women had been to essentially kind of like proclaim God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And at some point in the in the movie, I don't remember if it was Mary or Eleanor, somebody says something about the devil, and Mary says, "Well, you know, the devil was an angel, you know, and God makes enemies." Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, you know, God makes enemies so that we have someone to be against. Mm-hmm. And so, what initially starts off as you thinking, "Okay, well, there's there's some sort of supernatural demonic forces," you start to think, "Well, maybe that's not the impetus behind these events." Right. You know, if this parable is more about well, this woman kills the thing, you know, it comes back to life and then makes a church. Maybe this is God, like just manipulating these these people, uh, to to have uh, almost more parables, more just to strengthen, you know, uh, the people's belief in him because they can see that you know someone who previously had been thought dead rises from the grave and you know or whatever like and that to me like i don't know if i've ever i mean outside of like i mean god years and years and years ago um there was that movie with christopher walken as gabriel the chosen i think it was called or something um mm-hmm. where it was like okay god and the angels yeah they're pretty fucking scary like <laughs> but um i mean i i i haven't seen anything like that in quite yep. a while, and I thought that was a really interesting kind of twist on what seemed like a pretty almost standard either possession or Satanist type of story. Yeah, for sure. It, it, it was, uh, I actually, I started it at work and I had to turn it off and uh, watch it because I, I, I was going to watch it, you know, half hour at lunch, whatever, and it was like, no, I was like, I got to pay attention to this thing. Yeah. And it, it was you know, it was fairly evident early on that that wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I, I could have done it that way, but I I would have gotten nothing out of it. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm glad I watched it, you know, all in one sitting. And, and because, you know, this is one of those movies we talk about where you you think about it afterwards. And it's yeah. like, 
it's you know it doesn't necessarily go where you think it's going to go and then when it does what it does you just you're almost left like you're just sitting there like shit and like (laughs) and then you you just i just can't help but think about it i'm just like okay well then that must have been like you said um my only real issue with it uh number one and my what i thought was going to be a problem to begin with is these movies the i need the people to get what they deserve or I'm fucking miserable. Like yeah. <laughs> um, and in and in this one, uh, it wasn't as bad as some. But I'm just I think period pieces and me just, it, I don't know. I don't know. Especially with this this religious stuff, man. It really gets under my skin sometimes. Me too. Uh, um, and I I'll be angry like watching stuff. Yeah. Uh, but but you know um, but th- I, you know like I said I really liked it. I just man it's dark. It is a it, dark movie. Yeah. Like, not just in tone, but, just, like, it's literally dark. Like, yes. Like, I do shit sometimes. Yeah. And like, even when it's daytime, it's fucking dark. It's dark as shit in the house, and I know it's the 1800s, so whatever. Right. Like, they have candlelight and stuff, but good Lord, it is, like, the parts of the movie that take place in the daylight, it's pitch black almost. And I, I'm sure that's a choice. Yes. It wasn't. It was obviously intentional because, like, it, this is one of those movies where there, you just have this like feeling of impending doom. Anyway, yeah, man, that didn't help. <laughs> no, and I agree with you. And 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 I think that um, I mean, it, you when you consider when the eighteen forties were, and when you consider this this family almost seems like removed from from time. Like if yes. you were to when you watch this movie based on the way they behave. And like all that stuff, like you know, um, it, it almost it almost feels like, um, like something more like in the in the in the seventeen hundreds. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it doesn't it doesn't um, it doesn't feel like this is something when you consider that the Civil War would have been twenty years away. Um, right. um, you know, it it just feels almost, and I think that's 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 supposed to be, you know, when you consider that, like, you know, the, you know, the, the typewriter was invented, you know, in in the eighteen forties, right? Like, you know, the the, you know, conservation of energy was kind of found about in the eighteen forties. Like, I mean, you know, the eighteen forties is not like this. Feels more like something in the 1700s or the 1600s almost like a like when the witch or the the vivid yeah. however you want to however you yeah. want to say it you know like like um it it and i think that's that's this family that's kind of like their them being so um you know uh i keep finding the wrong word closed off Mm-hmm. you know from you know from the rest of the world um it, it, it is intentional because of their yeah. you know because of their um you know their religious beliefs um but then yeah it's very dark uh not just in tone i mean it's this it's this oppressive tone it they are extremely like they make the two young women like kneel on you know like a like a 2 by 4 on its side or on mm. rice, like, and that's the one thing I think for me that um, it, it's div- it's you know more and more you know difficult to watch is mm-hmm. this this I, these these young women just being you know kind of subjected to these you know almost like kind of torturous ideas and whatnot, um, and then you know because the whole the whole movie kind of revolves around Mary and Eleanor. And on all the shit that they end up having to go through, um, mm-hmm. and the last thing Mary saw, the title itself, you know, you think it's one thing, it ends up being another thing, which is still better than what you think it is, but it's still not. Like at the end of the day, this movie entirely hinges upon the kind of like the the trauma and the bad shit that happens to these two young women, and the only thing they did wrong was they wanted to be together. Right. Um, and I understand, like that's appropriate for the period. But to to your point, 
I mean, yeah, I mean, it is it is so dark, <laughs> both both tonally and then in terms of like the cinematography and the lighting um, that it, it, it and it could be that that's, you know, sometimes when we watch screeners, you know, depending on how they're they're given to us, um, you know, sometimes you, you can watch them, um, you know, on your TV um, mm. or, uh, you know, like, uh, um you know, sometimes they're given to you in these like apps that kind of limit, you know, how you watch them. Um, and so you're not always given the optimal. True. Kind I, of I should, I should make that known that I, I did watch this on a laptop. So that's, and I did too, because that's kind of how it was given to us. So, yeah. so just to give a, a little inside baseball, you know, sure. sometimes we'll, we'll, we're given screeners just like a Vimeo link with a password. Okay, great. Well, you know, a lot of times you can either start on your phone, cast it to your TV, you know, you're good to go. Um, so there's, there are some um, uh, services for film screeners where it's like, you know, you, you log in with a site. It, it registers that you've got then you gen, you you request a key uh and then you go back and you can watch it sometimes um it's just uh hey here's your link you've got four it's good for a week you can watch it four times and you can't that's how this one was and i couldn't cast it to my tv i had to watch it on a laptop um Sometimes, especially for the more independent ones, there's, there's like an app that you can use. It's almost like a collaborative app where like folks can upload a video. It's meant to be like, okay, people can leave comments and things like that, but they'll kind of do it that way. So depending on how we get these links, it kind of really does dictate how you watch it. I would imagine when this is on Shutter, if you're watching it on a TV, you know, on Shutter, it's going to be a different experience than kind of yeah. watching it on a laptop. Um, but I think also that darkness is is intentional because, you know, it's meant to evoke a mood, but also the feeling, the oppressive feeling of, of what's going on in this house. Um, you know, that being said, I, t- I agree with you 100%. Like, this was a movie I thought about a lot afterwards. And whether I, you know, to me, like, thinking about a movie afterwards is a sign that it did something right. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, because now obviously if a movie shit and you're like just talking about it with somebody else, but that's, that's different. Like this was a movie where, you know, I kind of kept going back to, you know, I kept just going over in my head, like, well, what, you know, what was, you know, was this God? Was this Satan? Like, what was this thing that, um, that kind of caused all of this to happen. And um, there is a scene that I, I don't want to get into it too much. I think we can leave some of the, there's a scene where uh, Rory Culkin is in it. One of his last scenes where he just kind of gives a little eye nod to toad some shit that's going on. And um, that I thought was, was, was fantastic. Like once it kind of became clear that shit wasn't necessarily the way we thought it was, um, mm. And he just kind of like nods his head and uh, to 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 who may or may not have been in charge. That I was like, I had chills yeah. <laughs> uh, when that happened. Um, so uh, it'll be interesting to see. You know, I'm I'm curious to see kind of where this guy, you know, for for a first movie that he kind of wrote and directed, getting yeah. this you know, kind of level of talent involved. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really, uh, uh, impressed that for his first, you know, kind of feature length film that, that this is what he was able to do. So I'm I'm really looking forward to see kind of where it goes from there. Same here. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely anything he does going forward. I'm on, I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I know like, like, you know, there's there's a lot of coverage of Fantasia Fest going on now, but there's some some really kind of interesting uh, movies being shown there that I'm I'm looking forward to. Uh, I would love for Shutter to get all of them because it was to make my life that much easier. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, we played the Back for Blood open beta on Friday night, and. Yep. Um, I haven't played a Left 4 Dead game in, God, I was 
I think I was living in my first house in Georgia, so it's been, and we moved out of that house and like, God, I don't remember. We were there. I was in my apartment in Roanoke, freshly divorced when Left 4 Dead 2 came out. And I remember playing Left 4 Dead 2 and not liking it as much as like Left 4 Dead. Yeah, my my experience with two was was that uh, not everybody that I played the first one with got it, so it wasn't yeah. as much. Yeah, uh, because we, I mean, I remember playing. So I would play Left for Dead. It was me, uh, PD Hodge, and um, PD's brother Chris. Mm. Uh, we we would all play. We would play Left for Dead together, and we we knew all the glitches. Uh, to get the achievement, like we knew, um, we knew how to glitch the tank on the farmhouse level. In fact, one of my favorite stories, I actually wrote about it for the Escapist back when the Escapist was actually good, um, was about glitching the tank on the farmhouse. Uh, we knew the whole thing with like whatever the one where you wait on the rock until the boat arrives. Like we knew all that. We had all the fucking tricks down to be able to, because we were like going for achievements and stuff. Because there was there was a there was a there was a glitch in the game where uh, it was like one, as long as one person got to like the last level or something, everybody else could join on them. And then if you finished it, it counted as having completed the entire um, <laughs> campaign for that storyline or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we, we, we knew all the, uh, all the ways to, you know, you hide on this rock, you run here, you do that. Like, even though it like would, nine times out of ten to fall apart when you could get it to work. It was fucking great. But Left 4 Dead 2, I don't... I honestly don't remember that much about. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was a great franchise and a fantastic idea that just kind of got, like... Like, Valve just... or Was like, well, we're just gonna go make hardware, I guess, and, and make everybody think we're at some point we're gonna release Half-Life 3 and we never will. So, eh. You know. Oh yeah! Once they were making that that Steam money, it was over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, why would they? Right? They between Steam and Hats and and uh, fucking uh, Team Fortress, they were like, yeah, we're good. Um, so you know, when it came out, they're like, hey, Back for Blood is this like spiritual successor to Left for Dead? Because I mean, not to say that other games haven't tried. Like, I mean, World War Z has that kind of Left for Dead feeling, but um, sure. you know when it came out that like, Hey, this is back for blood. It's kind of like a left for dead. But I was like, all right, well, you know, okay, cool. It's still zombies. But they're like, yeah, it's going to be on game pass when it comes out. I was like, well, all right, <laughs> now you have my attention because as we know, as a group getting all of us to be able to play something, you yeah. know, obviously everybody has different budgets and different amount of money they can spend on things. So getting all of us to agree on a $60 purchase is pretty difficult that is and i know that you know you you have issues with game pass in terms of not being able to own things but one of the the best things it's done for our little friday night group is level the playing field in terms of what can we all what do we all have access to yes that we can play at a friday night yep um so you know myself mitch jace uh, Steve, we all got together and played Back for Blood, and I know that I know how I felt about it, and I feel like you had the same sentiment that when you start off the game and it's asking you to pick cards and stuff, and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? I don't care about cards. I don't know what the hell this is. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but then as you get keep playing it, it, it becomes apparent what those are for, and then once I understood... Like, I really like that system. Um, This idea that before you start a run through a whole chapter, you pick a deck of cards that have different modifiers. So you might be able to get more stamina. You might be able to get, you know, reload speed is higher. Might be something that just applies to you. Might be something that applies to the team. And then when you start off, you've got this base set of cards. And then every safe house you get to, when you go to leave that safe house, you can now apply another card. So there's 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 rewards for getting further because things are going to get tougher. You can you can use these cards to try to make things easier. Then there's also challenge cards, uh, which you know ideally everybody is aware of, <laughs> <laughs> and are all on the same page as what to do with it. 
uh, that then makes it so that you get more money, get more resources, that type of thing. Um, I'm not, I don't know if I'm entirely sold on, you know, kind of having to purchase things, but it also does help. Like that's, you know, kind of that World War Z has that, that same type of thing where, you know, you, you can you can pour a bunch of your own points into weapons so that, you know, but it also locks you in. So it's like if you have a character that's always like uses submachine guns, you can spend money to unlock better submachine guns. And then when you find those submachine guns, they'll be better. But if you find a shotgun, it's going to be some vanilla shotgun. Or if you find a, you know, whereas, whereas this game allows you to somewhat on the fly, you know, say, okay, um, I, I have a, right now I have a submachine gun. I can buy a better stock for it. If for whatever reason I find them an assault rifle that I want, when I get to the next safe house, I can buy something for it. So you're not necessarily like locking things in from the beginning. It allows some more kind of fluidity um, as you go along, um, which I I think is 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 better because I think I think World War Z with all of the different character types and all that stuff, they kind of expect you to like. We were never able really to do it because that game is fucking hard, even on easy. Yeah. You know, right. it's like get to a point where you could spend a bunch of money and really make a character do really well and then start up a new one it's like i don't know how you would do that because <laughs> you gotta play a lot of world war z <laughs> you gotta get way the fuck farther in world war z than we ever yeah. did that's for damn sure <laughs> yeah. um whereas whereas back for blood i feel like um at least uneasy it was manually we got our ass kicked like when we got to the ferry yeah getting to the ferry we were like this is i actually mentioned like wow this feels easier and then the ferry came and it was like oh, okay <laughs> it's like yeah. it's like saying hey i'm so happy i don't have any meetings today and then it's like bing 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 you know <laughs> yeah oh it's funny too that we, we were fine and we were like man this is nothing on everything that was just like go from point a to point b but the minute there was a, a, an objective slightly more complicated, it went to shit. Yes, that is <laughs> absolutely what happened. Um, but, you know, it, it, in part, I think, though, because it wasn't entirely clear what it yes. is you were supposed to do. So, you know, when we got to the ferry, we were like, okay, we're on the ferry, yay. And then we're like... Um, Okay, well, what do we what do we do now? And then um, why isn't it over? We yeah, why it. why isn't it over? <laughs> and then um, you know, then we make it all the way to the, the the army. And I was thinking, you know, one of the biggest differences, and this is both for for Left for Dead, but also for um, uh, World War Z, is they're they're broken up into four chapters. So mm-hmm. you know, and this was the fourth chapter for us. So I'm like, okay, cool. We crossed the ferry. We hauled ass. We had to go back and rescue Jace a couple times and rescue Steve a couple times. But here we are. We're with the army. They've got guns. They've got trucks. We're good to go. Why aren't we done? And they're like, oh, no, you got to go plant these explosives back on the boat. (laughs) And we're like, wait, what? Like, he has a CH of health left. Like, you breathe on that motherfucker wrong. He's dead. He's got... He's making rubber bands with his hand, and that's what he's shooting the zombies with. <laughs> like, we are not in a situation. I didn't even know how to pick up the explosives. I literally, like, would pick it up and then drop it, pick it up and then drop it. And then we somehow made it to the bottom of the boat and then didn't know what to do. Um, mm-hmm. So that did not go well. Uh, so... You know, whereas World War Z, I think, does a better job of going, hey, just so you know, shit's about to go down, so you're going to want to set up. You know, yes. they're, they're much clearer about mm-hmm. letting you know, like, what it is you're supposed to do and how it is you kind of need to prepare. <laughs> like, like, Back for Blood is just like, you need to run. <laughs> and it you're like, just says that. it's like, yeah. run. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so then oh, yeah. you get across the boat, and you're like, all right, y'all got Humvees. What are we sitting around for? <laughs> right. Like, like, okay. Like, I'm good. Who's Who's like, got a washcloth? Need- I have a lot of shit on me right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, do we need these explosives to blow up the boat, or would all this military equipment probably do the job just yeah. fine? <laughs> yeah, it's a boat. You got a Humvee with a fucking M60. Pretty sure you can punch some holes in it. <laughs> yeah. Now. 
Now the second time, and I wish I had saved this. You know, I <laughs> felt like I felt like, and, and nothing against Jason Steve, whom I love to death, but I feel like you and I made a choice at some point doing the second time that yeah. whatever happened to them was going to happen to them, and that was between them. <laughs> And our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and whatever we did, that was going to be between you and me, <laughs> because yeah. we fucking hauled ass to the bottom, and you planted your explosives, and I planted my explosives, and then we hauled ass to the top. And I don't really know what happened to them, but all I know is that I was at the fucking Humvee enjoying a delicious chicken sandwich, watching. <laughs> Two people below deck trying desperately to figure out where to go. And then I watched you jump off a boat as it exploded behind you. <laughs> Fucking, you know, John McClane off the roof of the Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> and it was the greatest thing I have seen in a long time. You were just like, they're like counting down. You're like, no, no, no. And then you just jump. And I'm just sitting there. It reminds me, like, of like in Thief when you could like eat an apple. Like I'm just sitting there, like eating an apple with the military behind me watching this boat. And I see two of my friends below deck, and I go, "Oh, well, all right." <laughs> oh, I got to the I got to the deck, the top, the upper deck, with like 15 seconds, and yeah. I was haul assing, and then. And this is where the cards help because I had a triple stack of stamina. And that's kept, the thing. You don't I kept running out of stamina. And I had to stop and wait for it to build. And I'm watching the timer and I was like it hit zero and I had just stepped onto the ramp that goes yep. down and oh I was screaming. It <laughs> did not look like you stepped. It was hilarious. It was like you were jumping like you your feet like you were long jumping. Like your oh, feet your legs were out in front, your hands were out in front. And Mitch was playing a character oh. that was like a woman, like a just a tiny woman with a baseball cap and a fucking spiked bat. And she he he and because you're one of your one of your um Modifiers was you got a health made it melee. He just was babe ruthing his way through all these zombies, just pointing to the fucking back fence and just knocking skulls just to the the fucking green monster, just just and just constantly glowing green from the the swath. So to see you just kind of jump in your capri pants and your baseball cap and just. Jump off the boat. Meanwhile, I think I don't know if Steve was down or Jace was. I don't remember. Well, Jace just jumped into the water. He just oh. man over it. It's like because I was screaming and I felt the explosion behind me, and Jace was like, "I just jumped off the boat." It's like well, that was probably the smarter Jace thing to do. Jace in the water, fire in the sky. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like you when when you see these cards and you're like, oh, well, stamina. Pfft, what do I need stamina for? And then you're left huffing and puffing on the fucking Lido deck of the ferry like a guy with a two-pack-a-day habit. And you're like, right. oh, yeah, okay. I get it now. And the fact that, like, the cards can stack. Like, I had, like, everything for me. I had, like, all these cool, like, weapon things and stuff. And I could reload fast as shit and carry more ammo. Well, that doesn't matter when you are running your ass off and you've got the zombie with the big arm that grabs you and crushes you and you've mm -hmm. got the Spider-Man jizz zombie that's trying to get you all kind of <laughs> fucking roped up, the Canadian rope zombie, and then you've got the fucking you know, boomer coming at you and it's like out windows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Blowing. You're right. Exactly. Explodes and you go fucking flying out the, you get yeeted off the boat. Like none of that yep. being able to reload fast doesn't matter for shit, you know, in that situation. Um, so, uh, I mean, there's definitely some kind of technical things that need to be shored up. Um, I think that the kind of the base zombie, the, the character models are not, like quite yeah where i would expect it to be um right but the 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 solid like i feel like i had i think a lot less frustration and a lot more fun playing this than world war z i feel like world war z is a more difficult game so mm. you know we we would 
you know, you play World War Z and you would kind of like do the first part, get to the safe house. You're like, all right, cool. And then the next part and then you die and then you die and then you die and then you die. Um, I feel like, you know, like Back for Blood ramps up a little more gradually. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, you can, exp- you know, if, and, and like in our case, I think you had f- four continues, three continues, I don't know what it was, but like you could then kind of experiment with the cards and be like, okay, well, that didn't work. I know what I have to do. So I'm going to do, you know, stamina or this or that and, and allow you yourself to kind of more tailor, um, what you need to pick based on what you know is coming. Right. Um, yep, absolutely. And I think that that's something that it'll be fun to experiment with. Those. It's like. It's almost like, you know, when you learn, say, something in Destiny. You know, well, okay, yeah. I need my lock and I need Ark for this. I know we always talk about Destiny. I hate to keep making that comparison. No, but, but. I think that's a valid comparison. Like, you, you fail, and in failing, you realize, oh, shit, I actually needed this particular thing. Mm-hmm. So it'll, it'll certainly be fun to, to go back to the boat and say, you know, maybe find something. Maybe there's a card that you sprint faster, or, you know, something like that. And it'll be, it'll just be fun to play with the card system in that way. Yeah. And then I, I mean, and then presumably, you know, you can also then like kind of buy better cards or whatnot. Like that'll be, so it's not just kind of a loot system around, you know, making sure that, you know, you've got the right weapon accessories or whatnot. Like, there's actual, you know, maybe, you know, better cards or something that, that you can get to, to help, um, which, you know, obviously always then kind of opens the door for, you know, kind of like microtransactions or whatnot, which, you know, you certainly don't want, but, right. um, you know, hopefully there'll be some kind of flexibility in terms of the cards and, and whatnot um, to, to, to allow you to, uh, you know, better customize things. And then, you know, obviously that, then what you don't want is like a pay-for-play type of situation where, okay, well, you know, you want to spend real-life money, you get this, like, fucking OP card, and it, but, it, you know, I'm hoping that that's, that's not what ends up being the case. Um, so, but um, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised because, you know, I've been very, you know, kind of vocal about that. I mean, I'm just, in terms of zombie movies zombie games i'm you know i just feel like i've done seen them and done them so much at this point that it just doesn't really interest me um and i think i really was also kind of holding on to some really great memories of left for dead that Mm. um you know i was just like i don't see how this is gonna be able to compare and i don't think it's a matter of comparing i think it's a matter of just kind of giving you those great experiences again so um you know i was like I mean, I was like, well, great, it's on Game Pass, so yeah, sure, whatever, I'll play it. But um, now I'm like actually really excited uh, to kind of yeah. see where it goes, especially when considering like that that fairy level, which I think would have been like a final chapter um, in in like a Left for Dead, is only halfway through that particular um, storyline in Back yeah. for Blood. So it'd be interesting to see. Well, shit, if this is the halfway point. Does it continue to ramp up from there, and then, which is to say, nothing of the giant fucking glowy spot ogre thing that we had to fight, you know, and run <laughs> yeah. away from? I guess would be a better, a better right. way of saying it. Yeah, don't hide in the outhouse. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like it'll be interesting to see, like, okay, well, if the if the fairy, if that was like a halfway point, you know, do you get a bit of a break? Does it then, or is it just like? Can we get like, the military to help us after that? Like, you know what I mean? Because we're standing there with them. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. You know, or is it like kind of balls to the wall at that point? So um, mm-hmm. it'll be really interesting to see kind of how that that goes. Um, and I'm not sure when it actually comes out. I I feel like it would be. It's October is the last I heard. but October I 12th. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. So not that long. No, no. A few months. Um, yeah. So, and, uh, but it, but it was, it was a lot of fun. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think, uh, it'd be interesting to see whether they knew it. You know, I mean, there's three months I could see them doing another beta, uh, or something between now and, and then, um, you know, but it was, a, it was a really, you know, it was pretty stable, uh, too. Um, I mean, we, we played the Ascent, you know, a couple of weeks before, and I think I had more issues and crashes with a game that was actually out. Uh, which admittedly was a smaller studio than we did um, with this beta. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, uh, but definitely, definitely looking forward to that one. Um, all right. Well, I believe that is it for us for this episode. Next show will be uh, two weeks from now. Uh, we have a uh, a movie uh, that will be is coming out on the twenty eighth, I believe. Um, that we will be uh, talking about. Um, and uh, I'm, I haven't watched it yet, but from what I've read about it, it seems like it'll be quite the wild ride. Um, it's been too far out for me to watch it and then be able to reasonably um, yeah. expect to remember. But I mean, that's we, why I'm taking notes because I've seen so much lately that we haven't gotten to yet. Yeah, but I mean, we have a stack of shit that I mean, I, mm-hmm. I know we've been talking a lot about like kind of screeners and stuff, but 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 don't worry, we have a stack of stuff that we have been kind of looking to get to. Um, that we're excited to to kind of talk about, and then by the next show, hopefully, I'll have the. I know you're still playing Ghost of Tsushima, but I'll have the yeah. director's cut that I can get into the um, the extra stuff uh, at that point. Um, and I actually, <laughs> I'm hesitant to do it, but I'm I'm really tempted to start playing Hades again on the Xbox. <laughs> I played it this afternoon. Okay. <laughs> Okay, good. At least I'm not alone. Um, yeah, I was like, oh, will there be achievements? I was like, you don't need that in your life. Yeah. And I was like, but then I kind of do. <laughs> I didn't even try to talk myself out of it. <laughs> yeah, such a great game. I mean, just yeah. such a fantastic game. So I'm glad it's on, you know, Game Pass. I I can't. I just I and the PS4, or the PS5. Like I, that game just deserves as wide of an audience as it can get. So. Yeah. Um. But uh, cool. All right. Well, this has been episode 128 of uh, Divided by Werewolves. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, we will be back here in the next couple weeks, and hopefully you will be here with us. So for myself and Mitch, thank you so much for hanging out. Uh, good night, and have a good evening. Good evening.